We are online at WRQK.com. It can be streamed via iHeartRadio. Joined every morning by the able-bodied Matthew Phantom. Buddy, how are you? I can't complain too loudly this morning. Um, I, uh, I had kind of an interesting afternoon yesterday. Uh, I was doing the Uber thing, driving around beautiful Canton, Ohio, picking people up, taking people places. And I end up going to like East Canton, and I pick this woman up, and I look down at my Uber thing, and it's an hour-long ride. And I'm Jeez. like, ooh. That kind of sucks because, I mean, you have to not only drive up an hour, but then you're driving home an hour, and it's right. like, you know, kind of a uh, an, an afternoon filler there. But and Plus, you also feel like you're only being paid for one way of it. Really, and that's what's good about the short trips is like, well, dude, hey, it took me Back and 10 forth, minutes. who cares, right. Right, boom, 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 but you're only getting paid one way of it, and it's like, now, I made like 45 bucks on an hour-long plus ride there, so it was okay Wow. You know, I mean, it was okay, but like still, you drive back home for an hour, you're like, son of a bitch. Yeah, that sucks, yeah. So you divide it by two there, and you kind of, you know, see how much you made. Um, but so it's going to be a long ride with this woman. So she, uh, you know, she's sitting in the back seat, and I kind of start talking to her or whatever. And I'm driving, and I changed the radio. So she's like, oh, you don't like that song? And I'm like, nah, driving around all day, you know, and, and listening to the radio, you get sick of stuff. And she's like, oh, I work in radio. And I'm like... Well, tell me more. So this woman, uh, she works at... Please tell me she works in sales and she wants to come here. <laughs> no, 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 no. Damn it. She works at, and it is actually kind of one of the sales... By the way, if you're an unemployed salesperson, <laughs> I'm not joking around. We are... Always. They're looking to hire at least two more, I heard. Always looking. So yeah, no, yeah. But, uh, send the uh, send the resumes in. So she works for an internet radio station. Oh, well, that's not... So obviously she's very impressed Like once I tell her, like, hey, you know, like, oh, I work for like... A real radio station, and I start talking to her. Well, I mean, come on, that's what I mean. <laughs> I start, you might want to back that one up a little bit. I start talking to her, or whatever, and I'm like, "Well, what is your show? Like, what do you do? Like, what do you, you know?" And she's like, "I just try to have a show for like space aliens and zombies and pirates." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" So this woman goes into like she tells she's like me the, like the the child of George Nori. Um, she's like this. No, she's like this. Like she's a weirdo. She like and she was like proud of that. And she's like, I just try to do something for like the alternative. And she's like, I get really grotesque on my show. And she's like, I talk about things that you would never talk about. And blah 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 blah. Yeah, you'd be surprised. And I'm like, well, what are one of the things that you talked about? And she's like, well, I had this like sex expert lady on the other day. And she's like, and I told her how much I like to eat booty. And I'm just like, no. Why? Why does it feel like everyone nowadays? It's like, oh, you don't eat butt what are you a prude and i'm just like no you should and she she was like giving me this like she's like oh this you, is the greatest city on planet earth <laughs> she's, dude. Like, she's like you don't do it that really is you don't do that for your girlfriend and i'm like no no i don't and she's like you should try it out and i'm like my girlfriend will not be happy if i do that you and should she, try it out especially just out of nowhere just like i'm like all right girl bend over and here we go well yeah no that's a conversation it was uh it was it was it was definitely an interesting car ride and she was so like all right well hey i'm gonna add you on facebook oh, and maybe God. i can maybe i can come in and see like your studios and like come see the show or whatever and i'm no. just like ah, dude, dude like, if the first thing out of her mouth is i eat booty i know i'm good i'm out i i, I trust uh, your account of the situation i don't know yeah no i don't need any of that so yeah so that wow. was the uh that was a much more interesting afternoon than i did that was the uber driving booty booty eating there is that right <laughs> so yeah so that was the story from yesterday afternoon um and I, she was for some reason or another she's like oh yeah i come up here and it was an hour away and i'm like well how do you like get on this radio station she's like i paid 25 dollars 
I'm like, you drive an hour, you Uber an hour, and then you and pay, then you pay them bucks. I was like, dude, that's a terrible deal. Right now, my boss is sitting in the drive-thru at McDonald's, like <laughs> writing that down. Make them pay like writing it. it down because honestly, you, I, you'd be surprised because I, I, again, I dude, again, I searched all the bathrooms, no hands up, no none, and I actually, dude, I'm in a little bit of a bad like funky mood. Okay, all right, just to, you know, uh, full disclosure, Let's throw it out. Right? Here yeah, in the, in the I just I I'm in a little bit of a bad funky mood. So like I've been on this like the coffee's no good here thing, right? Right. And I actually got yelled at by the HR department because, like, the guy that delivers the coffee listens to the program and he, was, and he got his feelings hurt. And he was like, Sansbury's making fun of the coffee I bring up. It's like, dude, first of all, you didn't make the coffee in your basement. No. <laughs> you're, not, you're, not, you're not Juan Valdez with his donkey in the, in the hills of Columbia. Right. Like, like, what dude, are you talking about? What are you getting butthurt for, bro? Like, you know what I mean? You just deliver the coffee. Like, you sell like 9,000 brands. My company's just too cheap to get the good one. If, That's all. If somebody said to me, like, yo, ACDC sucks, I'm the one who delivers the ACDC to you. I don't care. I'm not going to be like, oh, dude, oh, my feelings. I'm probably more like to be like, yeah, dude, I mean, I I get it. (laughs) Yeah, I totally get it. Right? And so I got sick of that. I got sick. And like, it it was like, what, two months ago, they brought in like nine different versions and like, write down which one's your favorite and we're going to make a switch. And then they never did because all they wanted to do was give us the illusion that they care. And then once we once that went away, it's like, yeah, those idiots, they'll forget about it. Right. So I thought better of this. I was like, all right, I'm bringing in my personal coffee machine from my apartment. I'm going to bring in my coffee filters. I'm going to bring in the coffee. I'm tired of this. I need, I, like, it's, I know I sound like a total diva right now. It's because I haven't eaten anything. But like, <laughs> it's, I'm, not, I'm just giving you the truth. And so, I, but I was like, I'm tired of not having quality coffee to drink. I don't think it's too much to ask. I really don't. I mean, coming in at, 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 at the ass crack of dawn and even before that, like, you it, need the go it, juice. You do. You need a little cup of something. So there. I brought everything in here, right? And then I, so I plug it in into this new half ass office they gave me, which is, uh, it's me, the ladder that they use to go to the, the, like the roof of this place and like 9,000 other things in there and can barely I, don't even get me started on that and then so like I plugged it in and I went to go put water in the coffee machine and I realized I brought everything but the goddamn craft thing that collects the, the, the coffee. An important part yeah I left the most important part and I was looking at the clock it was like 517 and I was like you know what I know I can make it home and back here before the show starts but I viewed that as an irresponsible decision and I said I decided to stay here at the radio station but I'm so mad because now I don't have a coffee machine at home and I don't have everything I need here to make coffee here now I, I just you know what I mean I I feel like what's his name from Friday, dude? You, you, you got peanut butter, no jelly. You know what I mean, I did. I'm trying to make Kool Aid, and I ain't got no sugar, man. I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. But I do have good news for me and every other dude out there. All right. They now have created the Wonder Bra for your balls, and we'll tell you how that works next on the Sandsbury Show. One zero six nine. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 1069-745. We'll send you to see Hailstorm, that show in October, up at the Goodyear Theater in Akron. We'll get choked up at 745. I was telling the story about how I uh, how I attempted to bring in my coffee machine from home. And I brought the coffee machine, I brought the filters, I brought the coffee, I brought a, even uh, I, I brought coffee creamer. I actually brought two coffee cups, one for me, one for you, buddy. Jeez. And this was like Team Stansberry Show, like okay. this whole cool little thing I was gonna do, okay. and which is actually expensive if you think about it, because now I'm going to have to buy another machine for my house, and I'm going to have to continuously buy the coffee we want to drink here, which isn't going to be treat because we're both addicts with it. But I was like, you know what? I'll take this on because I primarily want it. You don't care. You'll literally stick your head underneath the, the coffee machine and, and, and chug it. Yeah. I care more about this. So I was like, all right, I'll take this on. I'll do this. And then I left the craft part at home. Son of a bitch. Yeah, like an idiot. 
And now Jesse tweeting in goes, dude, I don't want to piss you off, but I just heard Q92 as a Keurig. Jesse, why are you telling my boy this, dude? That's actually very funny. And I bet they do. And I bet they do. Yeah, it's funny because it's sad. Like many other things in life, and now Stansberry, for the next four hours, is going to be sitting here drinking crappy coffee, thinking about how he could have a fresh, re- you know, a refreshing cake coffee. Dude, there. our coffee might as well be the old machine where you put the quarter in and the cup, the, <laughs> like the paper cup comes out and you got to fold the handle out like in a 70s cop show. It's like the streets of San Francisco in here. Like that's, like, that's the era that's, of coffee. <laughs> that's what it is. Might as well stub my cigarettes out on the, on the, out on the board here. So, yeah, I was in a little bit of a bad mood. We're going to turn it around. Yeah, well, somebody's bringing in donuts because my boy's got low blood sugar over here. He needs a snack. I need something. He does. I need something. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Therapy, I bet. Xanax is probably on the list. I need some stuff. I uh, I read this article, and my head hurts now. No, <laughs> oh, it does, seriously. And uh, this is one of those things I read that made me feel, honestly, a little happy then I'm getting a little older. There, right. There's plenty of stuff that makes you freak out when you start to age. And then you see like this keeping up with the Joneses things that young people have to do to like be relevant and to like, you know, and, and the stuff that you have to worry about, like, oh my God, I hope I'm attractive enough. And right. like that kind of stuff. Like you start to age and you just don't care as much anymore. Uh, yeah, you don't. And it's, it's funny as you age, there's a part of you, you're right, that loses their mind and like, oh my God, I have to stay young. I have to stay relevant. I don't want to be left behind. And then there's a part of you that's like, thank God I'm getting old. So yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, I don't know, a, a weird balance there. I remember my brother's seven years older than I was. And so, like, or I am rather. And I remember like when he gave up on, like I need like cool tennis shoes and like this kind of stuff. And I remember making fun of him and he was like, you're going to, he's like, you're just going to hit a point where you just don't care. Now I still care a little bit more than he does. Well, a big part of that is our job. The job. It is. You, yeah. You, you, you have to remain somewhat. Oh, if I didn't do this, I'd be in jorts and like all white new balances. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> just straight mowing the lawn, fanny pack, the whole bit, dude, the whole Clark Griswold bit would have it all. Yeah, absolutely. But I read this article about what, what this new thing now for men that feel a little, I don't know, anxious about the fact that maybe their penis is small. All right. And it's male enhancement underwear. Okay. It's like the wonder ball, or the wonder bra for your, well, for your, for your boys there. And basically what it is, is it's kind of hard to explain. It, all right, so you stick your um, – <laughs> they use – right, I'm just going to kind of read from the article. They use the Franken-beans like analogy, oh, okay. right? right? And you stick the Frank through the tube there, and then there's like an elastic band that goes around the beans. And this simply is just, just hold your penis in place, and they claim that wearing it every day over time will actually add length and girth to it because it's holding it outward versus letting it, it – what it prevents is – Turtling. <laughs> That's what oh, they call okay. it. See, exactly. Right. I just said that and every guy went, yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. Right? Every guy knows that. Right? And it prevents the turtling. And so, and it keeps you like extended. Not erect, but you're extended. Okay. And they, it says that they can, tw- they can lengthen your flaccid, the, the, the flaccid size of your penis by twofold. But it's all, that's over time. But day in and day out, what it is meant to do is add bulge to the region, much like the Wonder Bra makes you re- think that, oh, my God, the cleavage on that girl's amazing. Yeah. It's very much the same thing. It, this is basically the false advertisement for the balls the way the bra has been for us forever. 
if we're just going to focus on that aspect of it, the Wonder Bra, not the not the not the length. Yeah, because I dude, I don't buy in any. Uh, right, that's all. That's all. N- BS. Yeah, nothing is. Dude, God was the thing that could make your penis bigger. He chose not to do it to keep you in check. Probably is what it was. Because I mean, honestly, at that point, it, it, what they're saying is, well, by on a day to day basis, if you're wearing this, it's pulling on your penis. Therefore, it's lengthening your penis. I've been I pulling mean, on it every day for exactly, my entire life, dude. Just just sit there and, and at fifteen, every guy did it. Like, let me just hold it out here for like an hour and a half. Maybe it'll grow. Every guy's done that. So if we're looking at it from the Wonder Bra perspective, like the thing about Wonder Bras and like, you know, push up bras and even even like, you know, bras that make your boobs look bigger or more pushed together is that like your boobs are on display. Your balls aren't right. I, I, I agree. And. I don't think bringing attention to the region is going to do the same kind of thing that it does for women. Like, I, I don't buy that, but do you, I could see the aspect of people being vain and, and wanting to feel confident. I just, I don't think as many people are looking at the crotch region of pants of men no. the way people are looking. Even women look at other women's cleavage and boobs and talk about of it. Of course. I've never really heard women sit around. Now, maybe they do, and I just haven't heard it. I've never really heard women sit around and talk about, oh my God. Well, I, like, think, I know rock stars like Robert Plant and those guys used to put things in their pants on stage. Yeah, if you're a performer or something like that. Or, yeah, because you're immortalizing a poster over somebody's bed for 20 years. Or if, if you know, I, I guess if you have an enormous dong and you can see it through your pants, but average anywhere from like small to like above average, you're not even going to be able to notice it unless unless there's some sort Keep of... Keep saying stuff like that, man. Keep well, saying that. You're I making mean, me feel good about who I am. We're both wearing jeans right now, and I could stand up, and you wouldn't be able to see my dong. Like, it's, you know... Well, yeah, the, 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 that region of pants, depending on the cut of the yeah. pant, it can... I, like, there have been days where I've walked by a mirror, and I've looked at myself, and I'm like, dude, that's not me. Like, that's... That's the cut of these pants. Dude, I'd wear these every day. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, it just, it's just, it's, you know, and obviously if it, when it's soft, I mean, it's just visually, you're not, there's not much attention drawn there. I mean, if you're walking around with an erection, then yeah, people are going to notice that, see that through your pants and either be impressed or run in the other direction, calling the police. But if we're just talking about a soft penis here, I've, I've only ever really noticed it once. And I've told that story and I, I feel bad doing it because he's a local celebrity. But it happened to me with Michael Stanley. Like I, when, I, when we were working together, we were, I was sitting in the promotions department. And I was sitting in a chair, and he walked in and started talking. And he, dude, anybody who's ever heard Michael Stanley, you know, he's got 70s fireplace voice. Like, dude, he starts talking, you just got to pay attention, right? So I turn around, and he was like standing like right there. And I was like kind of face to face with like with it, kind of like, I mean, I wasn't right up on it, but like definitely you could see. And I would just, I remember like looking, thinking, well, that's how he got to be Michael Stanley right there. That's like that right there. Stansberry living the life of, uh, what was that chick's name? Lee Jordan. <laughs> it's Michael Stanley dong in his I'm face. Just, I'm just telling you. I'm telling you. I didn't now. Now look, he is a rock star from the '70s, so maybe he still got the, maybe he still <laughs> has the McGregor sock in there. I don't know. Um, it's just it's funny to me how desperate people are, desperate men are with their penises. Like, I, I I understand that you know we've been sold this. You know, this is where you define your masculinity, and you're more of a man with a bigger with a bigger D. But like, I don't 
don't know, dude. If at this point in your life, I understand if you're 19 and you're worried about it, or if you're, you know, but like, who cares, dude? We're all, we're all over the age of 30. We're all just like walking towards our graves, and like, dude, your penis is fine. Your wife doesn't care. She's more concerned about you having not exercised in the past 30 years of your life, and you not doing anything around the house, and you being a terrible father. Those are the things that she's worried about. Your penis is fine. I mean, she married you, dude. You know what I mean? Like, right. dude, if you're married, I mean, she right. married you. She knew what it was. It, it obviously was sufficient for her once upon a time. You know what I mean? So if she's unhappy with you now, that's probably something about you or yeah. the relationship. It's not your penis. And now if you now if you can't get her to marry you and she's banging all of your friends, you might have you know you might have a case there. I think most guys would be best served if they figured out this. Stop being obsessed about whether or not you're the biggest penis that the, your partner's ever been with right. and start being more happy about the fact that you're probably in the middle right. and not the smallest that she's ever had. Yeah, I mean law of averages help you out right? there for sure. For sure. And it'll get the job done. And if not, you know, one of us will date your wife and then that'll, you know, that'll all work. I'm to- totally kidding. Married women are, uh, are well, that's, <laughs> that's more, that's more headache than, than you want to, than, than you want to deal with. Trust me on that one. They are more headache than what you want to deal with. Uh, there's a story here that cops have put out on social media and I don't believe it. And I hate to do that, but I, but there's, there's a story being circulated, uh, from a police department social media account and I don't believe them. Not one bit. And I'll tell you what that is next on Rock 106. On Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. We have Hailstorm tickets. We'll get you hooked up at 745. They're playing the Goodyear Theater in Akron on October the 3rd. We're going to pass those out at 745 this morning. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need on those. I, uh, I can't tell if I'm just a pessimist and I don't believe things. Yeah. Or if, um, or if maybe I'm on to something before other people and this didn't happen. Okay. But social media is used in a million different ways. We all use it, right? There's Twitter, there's Facebook, there's Snapchat, there's Instagram, there's a million of them. And, or five, but, <laughs> but, but there's a lot of them, right? And, uh, and most people use them. And most businesses now use them. This company is wild about using them, and I totally understand it. For the kind of business we're in, you'd be crazy not to use social media. So I totally understand why iHeartMedia is all about it. But police departments now have started to, you know, they have their own social media accounts, and I guess you'd kind of be crazy not to anymore. Yeah. And I've seen some funny and interesting things from them, and I feel like a little sense of humor is probably not out of line or any of that. And, and I'm okay with it. And exposing another side of cops, I, I think, is probably okay. And, I mean... You know, exposing other sides of cops, also using it as a platform to reach the public. Hey, there's a missing child, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I, I will say social media has definitely helped with like, yeah, yeah when a, you know, when a kid goes missing, it to- it's totally helpful when that stuff happens. But I'm reading this story from Minnesota and I don't buy it at all. I just don't buy it. And I believe this was put out via their, maybe it was their Instagram account. Where they're claiming that a man gave them a get-out-of-jail-free card from, like, a Monopoly board game. And they say the 35-year-old suspect was arrested for a fifth-degree controlled substance warrant. And he handed them the get-out-of-jail-free card. And I don't buy it. Because they give you no other information. They don't tell you who the criminal was. They don't tell you. They tell you what the charge 
kind of was, but they don't they don't give you the circumstance of like what the arrest was, how it went down or anything else like that. There's just a still photo of a get out of jail free card from the Monopoly board game. And I think that this is I honestly I don't buy this. I think this is putting this out on social media. Look at what happens. And I think this is cops getting I, I do. I think this is boredom. Not that they don't have enough to be doing. That's not what I'm saying. But I think this is just like, you know, it'll be good. You know, what people will believe. Watch this. And will be the police department being talked about all over the country tomorrow. That's what I think this is. Am I a pessimist? Am I negative? Um, well, I guess maybe the name of the criminal and the specifics of the story aren't necessarily relevant. So maybe that's why the news organization or the police decided not to include that part of it. Um, and it's not like this isn't them. This isn't them saying like, "Hey, look at what good people we are." This is them saying, "Hey, this is what happened." So if if this was like if this was like a hey, you know, we 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 saved a kitten out of the out of the storm sewer, and like maybe I could see that being you know a lie to help them bolster their you know their image in the community. I think this is about selling a brand versus whether or not it really happened. What do they? What do they? I mean, I don't care. It's not like I'm. I'm not looking to like get these cops fired for it. But I think that there's definitely a. They've. I mean, social media makes stars out of people, right? I mean, and so like I. I don't know if that's what the angle was, but I. I feel like this is. It just. It felt so staged to me. And we just accept everything now as like, oh yeah, that happened. Well, I mean, don't we give cops the benefit of the doubt if we're gonna if we're gonna accept everything that they say in a police report? I- yeah, I mean, when cops do get the benefit of the doubt. I don't buy this. I don't believe it. And I think honestly, some of the negative stories that are out there about cops are why this stuff is going to start to happen. I I, I think it's helping changing the narrative, and I feel like they probably all feel like they kind of, a little responsibility there to help one another out there. I could be wrong. So okay to lie to the public about what happens in the life of an officer just to make sure that you think more highly of the cops? Like, is that all right? I feel like that's that's a slippery slope right there. Telling cops, yeah, it's okay. Lie about yeah, stuff. Yeah, lying doesn't feel like a good idea. I mean, there was, ju- I mean, a story that I sent you last night about um, a, a guy or three cops who co- who like covered up, in, you know, yeah, covered up each other's that. dirty tracks, and and I mean, somebody just sent me another photo from a from a police department's like social media account where they had like set up like Doritos and video games, and like there was a cop with a net like trying to catch like drug people and that was sent out as a joke and i'm okay with sense of humor i'm totally okay with it i don't believe this story though i don't believe this guy handed him the card a the kind of person that's going if you see the photo of the card it's like perfect there's no rips in the card there's no bent edges on the card it's from a newer monopoly board so if the guys wanted on a what was it a fifth degree controlled substance warrant that card had been rolled over seven million times and used to snort drugs this is I'm telling you they went and got the monopoly board from the break room and like in their social media person because I, I would imagine most police departments now have a social media like person that works that I would think I don't know that but I would assume it and they went oh you know it'll be great that'll be great and everybody will buy this and I just, I just, and I wanted to know, maybe I'm just a pessimist. 
Because the first thing I saw, the first thing I thought when I saw that was like, that's totally fake. That never happened. I don't know. You think I'm crazy, huh? Uh, no, I don't think you're crazy because I believe that people would try to, you know, get famous. But I don't know. I guess I would have to see more details here. And I, I guess nobody else is going to be, like, investigating into no, this. No, but so. that's half my point is that there are no details. And again, that card is in way too good of shape to have been used by somebody on a fifth-degree controlled substance warrant. I don't even know what that is, but it sounds bad. It sounds like your drug addiction is pretty bad. And I bet the things in their wallet would be disheveled, especially if it was a card from a board game. That's just me. I don't, I don't buy that story, not one bit. So there's more NBA news, and get ready to hear the new place everybody thinks LeBron James will play. I'll tell you where that is next on the Stansbury Show. Dan Stansbury, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your friend, thanks. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studes with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We have hailstorm tickets. We'll pass those out 745. 1-800-243-7625 is the number you'll need for those. Apparently, we're getting more NBA news today. And uh, I'm hearing that Phil Jackson, the Zen Master, and the New York Knicks are going to part ways. I hear the announcements coming a little later this morning. People have been going back and forth on that, the speculation. But it seems like where there's smoke, there's fire. And it kind of seems like, uh, you know, this cat's kind of out of the bag. And maybe now, even if you weren't going to do it, maybe now you kind of have to fire Phil Jackson. But it seems like Phil Jackson and the Knicks are going to part. And I'm just telling you right now, get ready for everybody to tell you that this is where LeBron James is going to go. Now, I had gotten into a conversation with somebody on Twitter this morning, and I said, look, I believe that if the Knicks had any other ownership outside of James Dolan, that I could see LeBron James going on a recruitment like mega tour to get like a group of guys to put a super team together for the New York Knicks. Because LeBron does know one thing, that the NBA is never as good as when your best franchises are really good. And if you look at what's happening in the NBA right now, it's kind of happening. The Lakers are on the build. The Celtics are on the build. You know what I mean? So if you build the Knicks up now, that is huge for the NBA. And Adam Silver knows that. LeBron James knows that. You know, everybody in the NBA knows that. So I, I could see him wanting to be the guy. I think James Dolan's going to be the thing that hangs him up. I don't think he's going to want to leave dysfunctional ownership to go to dysfunctional ownership. That's my only hang-up there. I know Carmelo's already there. They've talked about how they want to play together and all that. I just I could see him totally being a Nick, going to New York. It's just, I mean, look, when you're at the top of your game, going to New York's not a you know, bad idea. But I just don't see him doing it with James Dolan. I just don't see it. Um, I think there's uh, plenty of reasons why I don't see it happening. There's more, I think it, there's more likelihood just because it's on the East Coast. And I think that that obviously plays Staying into Staying in the, the Eastern Conference, right? Yeah, I mean, that, that plays into you know him doing it. But outside of that, I mean, you look at how that roster is, is built right now, and LeBron would be a terrible fit there. I mean, it just wouldn't work out. Well, you're going to blow up the roster to get LeBron. Well, certainly, but you're only going to have... Some 
so much cap space after that. And if LeBron, when you start to talk about rebuilding something, it guaranteed is going to take a couple of years. And I don't know if LeBron has a couple of years at this point on his career. So it's just like, dude, if you're going to do something, you have to go into it knowing that like day one starts starts the 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 contending for a title. You can't go in there and be like, well, if I go there this year, and yeah, I'm still gonna have to play with a busted up Derrick Rose and Joachim Noah's here, and you're you're going. He would be putting himself into I a think much, both those guys were gone into a much tougher position to win. He's gonna put himself in a in a in a much harder place if he tries to go to a team like that. He's here next year, no matter what, right? But yeah. it's the year after that that that, that things can move. And people are going to say this, and I don't see these two guys playing well together, but people are going to say it since they're both going to be available to go to go to a new team at the same exact time. Is that Russell Westbrook and LeBron James to the New York Knicks? People are going to suggest it. I think it's crazy, and I don't think they play well together. I think ultimately at the end of the day, Russell would drive LeBron James crazy. Or... Maybe then he would go, you know what, I got LeBron James, maybe I'll, maybe I'll do it LeBron's way. Maybe that happens with Russell, I don't know. I don't know the guy, never met the guy, so, I, I, so for that I can't speculate. But I just know the brand that is the New York Knicks, and it's also the city of New York, and I know people are going to make the suggestion because it, it, was, it was out there. Phil and LeBron kind of had like a public dust-up. There was like a, a problem. And so now that that's removed, people are just going to assume that's what James Dole is doing. He, he wanted LeBron James, and the only thing that was standing in his way was Phil Jackson. This is what's going to be filling the news today. And I just, if they had any other ownership, I could maybe see it. But it's James Dolan, and I don't buy it. Yeah, I mean, a dysfunctional owner and a dysfunctional team and a, a team that doesn't have a lot of pieces and parts to, like, build on. I mean, you can talk about, um, uh, God, what's the guy's name? The foreign center. Um, uh, Kersingas. Kersingas. Yeah, you can talk about him. I like him. And I, I do, too. I think he's a really good basketball player. But they all say he's three years away from being what he can be. Exactly. So y- y- you can't, you can't, if this was LeBron when he decided to leave for Miami, well, then, yeah, sure, there'd be a little bit more like, well, dude's got, you know, eight years left in his. Plenty his of NBA, time. Right. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't have that now. I mean, it, it, like, if we're going to be real, maybe five years, maybe. Like and that's a twenty year career that he'd be putting in right, right there. So like you're getting up there. You're capable of doing it. And if anybody's capable of doing it, it's LeBron. I mean, obviously the guy takes very good care of himself and is 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 you know, I've said it. I said it last or this past season is that in some ways he's getting better as a basketball player. But Father Time's undefeated, so he can't he can't be like, well, I've got a couple of years to figure this out. You don't. I think the only reason it might happen though. Is and again, this is foregoing the James Dolan aspect. He's the owner of the Knicks, by the way. Is that a lot of guys are available to move to a new team when he is? And I just, it could be one of those things where it's like super friends unite. You know what I mean? And and maybe it doesn't take then three years. Maybe it takes one year to get everybody, you know what I mean, in rhythm, and he's going to think, well, you know, Golden State's probably going to go on a run for another year anyway. We'll, we'll take this one year, get it built, and then the following year we'll be ready. I don't know. I don't know if he's willing to do that. I He hasn't been historically. He likes to win, and he likes to win when he wants to win. I think there's, I, I think every, you know, every year that passes him, he's going to have to recognize that that's another opportunity, and I think he's smart enough to know that there's way too many ifs, ands, and buts in that conversation 
notion of, oh, well, we'll totally revamp things. It'd be one thing if you're walking into a situation that's good, that's stable, that you're like, okay, I could be a great addition, like how Kevin Durant walked into Golden State and was right. walking into a good, stable team that, that he was a, a Smart ownership to. and right, smart right. coaching. And, and, and you'd be doing the exact opposite there. So I, don't, I, I really don't see that being the destination. I, I just knew people were going to make this suggestion because of the dust-up with Phil Jackson. Now he's gone. It's going to look like they're cleaning house to, to make room for him. I think a much more likely situation is not LeBron going to the Knicks, but Phil Jackson coming to the Cavs. I, oh. see, I see that being a much more likely situation. Oh, I don't know. I mean, because LeBron's not going to sign off on that, right? Well, not as head coach, but if he comes in as president of basketball operations, I, I totally could see that happening. I don't think it's the greatest move in the world, but it's a big name. Dan Gilbert obviously wants to regain some face here and kind of, you know, look like, hey, I made a good decision. I think so, after the posse comment, you can't do it. I, I just I think that really stuck in the side of LeBron James, and he's really upset about it. I mean, he got over the he got over the letter. So I mean, and he's obviously still he still that was an yeah. issue for him. He talked about it in that in that in that thing with Draymond Green. Yeah, he did, and, and it was an issue for him. And I don't believe he's a totally over. And I think I I think it's still one of those things that he really is upset about. Willing to put it aside, though. I mean, yeah, whether you're over it or not. I think because you could give Cleveland a championship. I'm not sure he. I think he viewed Dan Gilbert as a necessary evil to do what he needed to do. And I think he knows, not thinks it, he knows he can, if he can win another title here, he can win it with or without Phil Jackson. Let me ask you this. Is it weird that Chauncey Billups hasn't said yes to this job yet? Um, it's yeah. I mean, it, it certainly is. I don't know why. It, what would be the reason to, to to wait? Is it would solely be about like whether or not you know LeBron's going to be here long term, right? Um, to me, Chauncey Billups. If I were him, I would be like, all right, I've got one year guaranteed with LeBron, and I've got guaranteed money after that, so, and Kyrie Irving, right, on so, a deal. I, I I don't think that it would be so much that. I, I think, wonder if there's a health issue. I maybe. think there's probably. I think there's probably a little bit of like. Am I capable of doing this job? Like, uh, am I going to go into this and have zero experience, have zero clue what I'm doing? And am I going to end up like failing, failing at this? And like, why should I, why would I do that? I think that's more what we're looking at is Chauncey Billups having a little bit of self doubt there than him being worried about, well, self awareness is what I would call it, to be honest with you, because most male ego would be like, oh, hell yeah, I can do it. And you go right in there and your ego would fall flat on its face. I just I will say this. If the if the Knicks had any other ownership outside of James Dolan and all the problems he's had this last year with his team and with Phil and this whole madness, if it wasn't like a dysfunctional mess and it was just the New York Knicks, I would be terrified of him going there. Terrified I would be like, Yep, that's probably gonna be it. But I think the ownership and I don't think he's gonna leave a dysfunctional owner to swap for a more dysfunctional owner. I do not see that happening. We'll get you hooked up with those uh, hailstorm tickets. Seven forty five that happens on Rock One O Six Nine. Dan Stansberry, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansberry Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. From Rock 106.9. 745, we'll pass out those hailstorm tickets. The number you'll need is 1-800-243-7625 on those. I'm reading a story here about a, a young woman has been relieved of her duties from her uh, her place of employment okay. after testing positive for cocaine. And when you bust somebody for something, a couple of different things can happen. 
You can have somebody who just kind of owns up to it and be like, you know what? Yeah, made a mistake. This is me. Maybe I need to get some help. Uh, I did it, right? And then what you have is you, you'll, you can also have the caged animal aspect, which is the they've been caught. They're embarrassed. They don't know what to do. And they also go into self-survival mode. So they start creating these lies about how maybe these tests got contaminated. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, let's be real. There's an occasional, uh, what do I want to say, false positive. I had a poppy seed muffin, and now there's heroin in my body. Right. Right. That can happen. Right. Okay? But Tara Seymour. Sounds like a cokehead. Yeah. Sounds like she's doing a bunch of blow. Claims that her test could have been contaminated because she had sex with a man who was high on cocaine himself, and he was so sweaty that she feels like that and his bodily fluids mixed with hers, and that's why she had failed her drug test. Which is, of course, insane. I mean... Yeah, she says, my... uh, my test has been contaminated by the man's bodily fluids after they had engaged after we had sexual intercourse the night before the test. This is back in November of 2016. Ms. Seymour was successful in appealing to the board over regulations imposed on her after denying she had any knowledge of her sexual partner's drug use. Now, here's what really where the story really takes a twist for me. She's a nurse. So, like, you don't know that that can't you don't know enough about biology like you're a nurse and you don't know that that can't happen unless she's making the argument of like alright so she hooked up with this dude who was obviously high on cocaine and she didn't do any of it right she just banged him right 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 right. we're stretching things there but you could get right, away sweetheart. with that you found the one you found the one like 38 year old dude who's snorting blow who has a stiff penis you're right you, um, found, the, you found the uh, you found the one but you can do drugs and your girlfriend doesn't do drugs sure yeah, yeah. no yeah that's, that can't happen that's, that's definitely yeah people are definitely in relationships with people who are using drugs that don't yes sing um so with that being said, if she's making the argument of via his semen, because obviously she had unprotected sex with this dude, and God, dude, if you're raw dogging it with cokeheads, you really need to reevaluate your life, man. I'm telling you right now, that's a bad, bad place you don't want to be. That's actually an evaluation I did have to make once upon <laughs> my life. I was like, bro, this is decisions that are definitely bad. But so she raw dogged a cokehead. And if she's making the argument that yeah, tens of ten though, man. Sometimes you got to do it. He he, you know, finished um, while still penetrating her. Oh my god! And if he, if she's saying the next morning, anybody else's life just flashed before their eyes. <laughs> if just she, me. If she's saying the next morning she went and did a urine test while the semen was still inside of her, uh, are we getting into something possible there? I feel like that could happen right I, I feel like there's probably people in the healthcare profession that just heard us like float that as a possibility we're like you guys are idiots because of this well, like, I feel like there's not. A vi- she, she's a healthcare professional <laughs> ah dude I'd ask her to smell and, professional and once again dude you're making that assumption that people that wear people that wear scrubs are all of a sudden these geniuses dude I'm telling you right now it's not the case well obviously not like I said this is a nurse who's trying to pass off the fact that she had sex with a dude and that's why her drug test got contaminated <sighs> would you could you 
could, if somebody uh, drug screened semen, I would assume that you could still find drugs in that. I, I, I don't see why that would be a, an impossibility. So I don't know. Maybe that was what happened there. You think so, huh? That's possible. I don't buy it. I think what's more likely is she's wildly attractive. He had a little bit of money and need, knew he needed a little bit of money and a little bit of blow to bang a hot, young, attractive woman. They split a couple of rails together. And then she got a surprise drug test the next day at work. Didn't realize it was going to happen. And then bam. Um, they also, maybe I should have told you this. She's admitted to recreational drug use of unknown substances in the past. She smoked weed. Smoked weed in high school. Not going to hold that against her. Ah, wouldn't they be, wouldn't she list that? Well, I mean, if it was cocaine, wouldn't she have listed that? No, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think if it was, I think that what she's saying. I think if it was just weed, she would have been like, "Yeah, I used to smoke weed, but I don't anymore." But if she's saying, "Yeah, I used to do some drugs and you know this and that," I think it's probably more likely she was doing cocaine. Well, then why wouldn't she just lie about it? Why would she? Why would she fess up to anything? I don't I, because she wasn't being asked. The, 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 what I'm saying is she's had she had to give those answers before this incident. She's had she's had issues before. I just, I think it's scary that nurses think that that's going to be, they just, you know what it is? It's not necessarily that maybe people that wear smocks aren't smart, aren't as smart as we think. I, even though I, I do agree with that. I just think this is more, this is the drug addled brain. This is what a drug addled brain tells you is that, oh, people will believe me. Like this is what drugs do to you. They make you believe your own lies, and yet they, and they also, more dangerously, they make you think that other people will believe them. I just don't see this being real. Now, maybe it can happen. I don't buy it. For chronic or heavy users, not granted, this is something I'm reading off the internet, um, but for chronic or heavy users of drugs, you can totally drug test via semen. I mean, if you if, if you smoked one joint a month ago, it's probably not going to work. Right. But, but if you were doing coke last night, doing coke every day, it's all built up in your system. Like I said, she didn't, you know, she didn't necessarily take care of the uh, of the of the uh, the leftover residuals in there. I don't know. Again, you're a nurse. You don't know about cleaning that area. I mean, I'm not going to take her to task for everything. It's just I feel like this was. I went to school without my homework and my dog ate it. Like, that, like that's how bad this excuse came off to me. It was like, oh my God, your dog ate your homework? Like, that's the level of effort of the lie? And then I thought about it. It's like, oh yeah, well, when you're on drugs, you think you're making sense, but you're not. And only, only the people around you that aren't on drugs are looking at you like, what the hell are you talking about? That's not real. I don't buy it. I believe a guy was on coke and plenty of sweaty. I totally buy that. Seen that a million times. I don't buy the fact that she failed a drug test because she had sex with a sweaty dude who was doing blow the night before. I, you know, very rarely do you see like the Coke mirror come out with two people in a room and the other person's like, nah, I'm good. Good. (laughs) You know what I mean? Normally, if there's two people in a situation and the Coke mirror comes out, both of you are into the cocaine. I just, I I mean, maybe I've seen too many Tarantino movies. That's totally, that could totally be true. But. Yeah, blame, I just blame see it, it on the movies. All right. <laughs> I just, I just see it. Well, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, Tarantino. I didn't do anything terrible. It's all Quentin's fault, man. All of it. It's all Hollywood's fault. We have hailstorm tickets. We'll get you hooked up next on Rock 106.9. Please relax. 
this will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansberry here. I always say on the show, one of the things in life that can... Nine. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 1069. We have Hailstorm tickets. They're playing October 3rd, Goodyear Theater in Akron. 1-800-243-7625 is the number you will need on those. We'll pass those out here shortly. First, I have to pass on some bad news here. As a North Canton firefighter and part-time police officer died Sunday in a single, ve- uh, single vehicle crash in Monroe County, Drew R. Roach, 39, suffered severe head injuries. Uh, as I'm picking this up from CantonRep.com. He was then pronounced dead at the accident uh, scene. An eight-year-old passenger suffered minor injuries and was sent to the uh, hospital for some treatment. Uh, The crash happened around 6 o'clock in the afternoon, and uh, they're claiming that he had lost control of his GMC pickup as he went through a curve to the right. The truck went off the left side of the road, hit a ditch, and rolled onto its side. Uh, Rhodes himself was not wearing a seatbelt, and he was partially thrown from the vehicle, the trooper said. Wow. Uh, the crash remains under investigation, but they're saying now that alcohol does not appear to be a factor. Rhodes worked as a firefighter or paramedic for the North Canton Fire Department. He also served as a part-time North Canton police officer as well. And uh, the North Canton Fire Department posted, It is with heartfelt sadness that we announced the passing of one of our own. Please keep his family and our department in your prayers. Sad to hear about that. Yeah, obviously very sad. Um, I, I find it kind of like... Why on earth does a fire department or a firefighter have to be a cop too? Like, you should just be able to have that one job, and it's going to be okay. Those, both those jobs feel right. like you know what? Just do that, right? It, Put in like your if, forty hours, and you're good. If that's what you do today, that's probably enough. And by probably, I mean way more than. Like the fact that Stansbury and I both have multiple jobs. Like, well, dude, well, we don't yeah, really do much idiot. with our lives. We're exactly. terrible. Honestly, we're lucky to have the jobs that we do. But these guys, you know, putting their life out on the line, it, it, it just. I didn't even think of that when I read that, but yeah, that's crazy. It, it just sucks. And now if this is what he wanted to do and he sure. felt passionately or, or whatever the case was. Um, but the fact that you have to put in extra hours somewhere as a, as a first responder just sucks. Yeah. I don't like hearing that. Um, th- this is obviously sad for, you know, his family and, right. and the department. I would imagine that the eight year old in the car was, uh, was his child. I don't know that, but I would imagine, and they're just not linking that because of the age. Just imagine how terrible that would be, and I don't want to say that that's a silver lining that this kid survived as opposed to him, um, but just imagine, and I'm sure he would feel that way. You oh, know what I'm for saying? sure he would, yeah. But just imagine being an eight-year-old, being involved in a car crash is scary enough for anybody, but like... You're just in the back seat now, and the person who was driving the car, you know, it's flipped over in a ditch and is out the window. And like, God, dude, like seeing that, yeah, it's I, gonna be a while before you get over that. I um, I guess it's just something you take for granted every day because we all do it every day, and it's such a common thing. But like car crashes, I never like factor that in of like, oh man, I hope that doesn't happen to me. But God damn, do I hope that doesn't happen to me? Like a violent car crash, <laughs> terrible. Have you ever been in a car accident? I mean, I've been in minor ones, but yeah. I've never been in like a major like car flipping over. No, I've I've never had to deal with that. I um so when I was in high school, I was riding around with my buddy Dennis, and we were just being young and dumb and speeding and all that. And like he lost control of a truck, and it slid and it tipped, and we hit a tree. But like it was like the bed of the truck, so like it wasn't my door. So I definitely got like thrown around in it. And like the truck kind of like tipped like this, but like I, I can't say it was like it didn't right. flip like the way right. you think about a car flipping in like a movie. And it's always so crazy how 
and I guess this is a testament to safety belts, how one person sitting in the car can be ejected out and dead, and the other person is dealing with minor injuries. I was kind of shocked to find out that a firefighter and a police officer wouldn't have been wearing their seatbelt. You know what I mean? Like you, yeah. cut, you, you see people need the jaws of life to get cut out of cars all day. It just wouldn't make you more aware of like, you know what, I should probably, I don't know. I'm not judging, obviously, no. you know what I mean, after the fact. I'm just saying, I was surprised that's not a natural instinct because of the job. And there's doctors out there who are smoking cigarettes and eating fast food. You know what I mean? Like, that's y- you can see something happen a million times, but you just don't think it's going to be you or, you know. You it could have also just been, you know what, maybe this is like a five-minute ride. We're just going up to the thing. I'm right. not like going, you know what I mean? I'm not driving like long, you know, haul here. I'm just running to the store real quick, and maybe it, it just could have been like a, a, a that day thing. But uh, that was sad to read about, and uh, our thoughts are obviously with both those departments and his family. We do have Hailstorm tickets. They're playing October 3rd. Goodyear Theater in Akron. We're going to pass them out right now. We'll take caller 20 at 1-800-243-7625 on those. And apparently, half of Americans would be willing to give up alcohol forever if this one thing would happen. I'll tell you what it is next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. We can also be streamed via iHeartRadio. There is a listener via, uh, that, that reaches out to me via Twitter who's convinced we're working against him. Okay. Where he's convinced What's that, that there's a Sandsbury Show like secret ops mission to deny him concert tickets. We we don't even work on this show. Like, What do you think we're working to, to plot against you? Come Guys, on. He tries to win every concert we give tickets away for. All right. He says he thinks there's something up in the studio. And I, here's what I'm going to tell you. Carter McCourt just won himself a pair of tickets yeah. for Hailstorm. Carter sounded blunted as hell. Oh, and, Carter was high. And he was able to get in. So, But this guy reached out to me. He's like, 28 days, 6 hours, 42 minutes, and 12 seconds. That's how long the phone has been ringing for someone to pick up. Then you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Once we've got the winner, we're done answering the phone. Yeah. If you and and if you call a radio station and you didn't win, what do you think the average is? Because you take the winner info. Yeah. So like by from the time I say call now to the time like the person is like the information's like recorded and ready to go is what under five minutes? Under five minutes. We've got five different phone lines, so it's just like one, two, three, four, five. One, Six, two, seven, eight, nine, nine ten. ten. Right. Right. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Whatever the number whatever, I say is. Right. right. Until whatever number we go to. So it's not a long process at all. It's going to be quick. And like, you're, is he saying he's on hold for that long? What I is he? What is he he's, talking he, about? He, he, he's saying that the phone will ring and sometimes like nobody ends up picking it up. Well, yeah. yeah. Again, we're going through the phone lines randomly. I don't know how the phone like it works and like how like the lines. Like, I don't know that. I know, I tell you this number, we answer the phone, we pass them out. But the guy's convinced we're like plotting against him. There's no caller ID. I don't know who's going to be on the other line when I pick it up and say, hey, you're calling number 15, what's your name? I have no idea. I have nothing to benefit from plotting against you. Right. What would be the upside? People only do things when there's an upside for them. What would be the upside of me screwing you over? For what? So we can give somebody else hailstorm tickets? What, what, What are you talking about? Jesus. Right now, there's two guys in this room with their hands raised for the question already. <laughs> Who doesn't want to go to Hailstorm? Hail us. We don't want to go. Hands raised. <laughs> what are you, what, why are yeah, we not, not giving all. these to you? Not even a little. I mean, it's not like it's not like this dude 
I mean, obviously, there's been people in the past who, whether via social media or email, have called in and complained about us and said, you guys suck. I mean, this guy has no prior history with us, right? Not this that guy, I know of. So what are we, why, why would we be plotting against you, random person from the internet? We don't even know who you are. What are we plotting against? You know, I am. Um, you know, I just, there's nothing to be gained. Like, if I had something to gain, I, I could understand it. You know what I mean? When you do this for a living, will I admit that have I gone to the promotions department and when somebody is like hit me up with like a hard luck story or something like that and I've asked like, hey man, do we have another set of those? Right. Like, is there a set of those you had set aside for me? Like sometimes I will get, like sometimes the promotions department will be like, hey man, we have a pair of tickets for you. And if I don't want to go, then I will hook up a listener on the, you know, on the side with that. All right. You know, somebody that I've met or, you know what I mean? Somebody that hits me up on Twitter like, yo, man, my kid's about to die or like one of those things. I, I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff a lot. But those aren't inventoried prizes. That's an extra pair of tickets. Right. That is, That's what I'm is, saying. Is, That's how I do that. Yeah. I don't, you know what I mean. So I have access to that. I don't need to do. I don't need to do that in here. And I, I'll it's weird. Say, I always say this about any radio station contest: is like if we're giving it away, we give it away. It's not like we're holding on to tickets to burn them in the backyard or anything like that. Like, all right, here's your tickets. If you, I, I, does this guy want a participation plaque? Does this guy want like a pat on the back? I'm like, know. dude, you're doing a good job. Keep calling in. Maybe eventually you'll win. I mean, there's one winner every single time we do stuff, and there's thousands upon thousands of people listening. Listening, trying to call in Come now is it, again now so the people are starting to pile on to this and they're saying when I call it does the same thing it just rings and rings if you call now it'll be busy because we've busied the phone lines out and like when you call like when it when it's busy that's because the station's already hit busy all there's like a busy all function and it will if 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 okay so let's say I go one two three four five six seven eight nine ten we get up to 15 yeah callers number 16 17 18 you might have a ringing line there yes that's very possible sure. until I get the information from caller number 15 and then I and hang then up it, then and then I busy them all busy out. all out that may happen right as he's on the phone with the winner it may still be ringing right Gosh, we have nothing man. to gain is all I'm no. saying I have nothing to gain by screwing you over just hailstorm tickets for everybody everybody gets hailstorm tickets is this what we're is it dude is this what's gonna bring the Stansberry show down is goddamn hailstorm let me tell you as that show gets closer my guess is we'll have more hailstorm tickets to pass that would be that would be my guess I'm not knocking hailstorm I'm just saying like I have nothing to like I could understand if there was something for me to gain I, I can go to hailstorm no matter what yeah like, if I call Goodyear theater and tell them I want to go see hailstorm they're gonna put me on the list you know what I mean? So like, it, it's not me. I'm. I mean, like, I, I'm not doing that at all. So it turns out most Americans would be willing to give up booze not for a day, not for a week, not for a month, not for Lent, but forever. All right. If you could guarantee them, this one particular event would happen. And when I read this. This is obviously some hyperbole that's in this, and I believe people have answered from the hip before really think. Like how I actually did the motion there, <laughs> I actually went from the hip with the hand there, went from, to the six shooter to Fantel there. But I, I think this is people answering from the hip and not totally thinking about what they have said. But I do believe people want to see this event happen. All right, but overwhelmingly, the majority of Americans across both political aisles say that they would give up alcohol. To see Donald Trump get impeached as president. 73% of Democrats and 20% of Republicans say they would abstain from alcohol for the rest of their lives if they could see the official political process begin to remove Donald Trump from the presidency. 
Detox.net did the survey, so weigh that in, okay? Very scientific website oh, yeah. there, yeah. 30% of Republican surveys say they'd quit drinking in order to have the media stop writing negative articles about Donald Trump compared to 6.5% of the Democrats. Obviously, the Democrats like when negative stories are written about him, but only 30% of Republicans say they would give up booze if, they, if the media would stop attacking him. But overwhelmingly, the majority says we'd give up booze forever if they would just give us a new president. You buy that? I feel like that's, I feel like that's people answering real quickly and not thinking about their daily lives. Um... I don't know. I guess I would just have to consider, like, well, how much does the average American drink? And I, I would assume once a month is probably, like, when it comes to, like, actually tying one on once or twice a month, maybe. And with that being said, when I give up, and especially if I'm 50 years old and I got 25 years left on the planet, would I give up that drinking? I mean, obviously, there's going to be a lot of... What do I want to say? Uh, hatred kind of skewing your answer here, but I can see how some people would feel that way. I Yes, I definitely can. I don't necessarily agree with it. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily agree with it either. And I'm not even a big drinker anymore. I used to be. Um, no, not to say that I don't drink. I obviously do. But like, I could never say that I would give up alcohol forever, just in the sense like, I don't drink a lot when I play golf, but occasionally if you're going to play all 18 holes, you'll stop at the turn after nine holes, and you know what? It's super hot outside, so one beer sounds good, and so you'll pound one beer, and then you'll go right to 10, and then that's all. I'll only have the one beer for all 18 holes, but sometimes that one to break up the round is actually really good, and if I couldn't do that, I'd miss it. Um, I love binge drinking. Like, if love I'm well, I mean, like, big fan. I'm not an, an everyday or even an every week drinker, but like when I drink, I'm drinking to get drunk. And there's a part of me that's like, no, why would you give that up just for a political process and blah, 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 blah. But like that, if if you genuinely view President Trump as, what do I want to say? Dangerous. Dangerous. Then I can understand why you would, if you, why you would sacrifice like, all right, I'll sacrifice getting drunk and drinking some wine for making the world a better place. I see how see, people that's get there. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you really think about the question and you say no, really what you are is selfish. If you think about it, it's like, would you give up alcohol for the betterment of everyone around you? Now, that, that, now you would have to think that him yeah. being removed from power is the betterment of everyone. And I know a lot of people don't. I know a lot of people feel like he has us on the right track. And for all I know, maybe he does. You know, the thing about being a president is... You know, 15 years from now, after the dude's like long gone from the office, we might be sitting around talking about how all this controversial stuff he did ended up working out. We may. I don't know that we won't. It doesn't feel that way, I'll say that, but I don't know that it won't. A lot of times that stuff happens. We could be sitting here 30 years from now going, man, all that stuff that seemed mean in 2017, but look, we're all right back on track. Everything's better. That could happen. I don't know. I doubt it, but it could. I just I can't think of anything where I would be willing to be like, yeah, I'm not doing that ever again over that. The moment you tell me I can't have something, that's when I want it. It would make it so much harder for me. Like I like I don't drink a lot, but if you told me I couldn't do it, now all of a sudden I'm gonna be like, well, why not? I want to. I hate authority. I'm doing what I want. I'm a grown man, do what I want. Seventy-three percent of Democrats said no more booze. And I know a lot of people are going to make the, well, as soon as you get rid of Trump, it's going to be Pence. And, like, 
I know that that's, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, that's just as bad. But no, it's not, dude. Mike Pence isn't going to get us into a war via Twitter, right? I mean, right? Like, now you can disagree with his politics all you want to, but like, I don't know. At least, and I do. But like, at least that's a different... It's a different set of problems to have as opposed to like, damn, dude, this guy will not stop tweeting. That seems short-sighted. You know what I mean? Like, I admit that that the over-tweeting worries me a little. I don't go overboard on it like a lot of people do, but it's it's a little concerning. I can't lie. But it seems very short-sighted to be like, yeah, give me the devil because this one tweets too much. Oh, I, I would I would be much more comfortable with the President Pence than I am with the President Trump. Are you? Why? Yeah, 100%. Because you have somebody who's experienced and, like I said, isn't going to get you into... Yeah, I think she can pray the gay away, though. Yeah, but that's have, dealing with that seems better to me than, than dealing with a war via Twitter. With, because somebody decided to, you know, the President decided to make off-the-cuff remarks. You really think that's going to happen? Do I really think that it's possible? A hundred percent. Yeah. Is it possible? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would have to admit that it is possible. Yes. That, that saying outlandish things in a very public forum is probable is a different thing. I, I don't know if I'll go all the way there, but is it possible that could happen? Sure, it is. I'd be much more comfortable there. I don't know. I can't say that. I, I cannot say that I would be more comfortable with the Pence presidency than I am with Donald Trump. To me, at this point, it's six to five and pick them with those two. It really is for me. But the majority of Americans saying they would give up booze to see Donald Trump being impeached as president. It's weird. I, I Again, I think it's hyperbole. I think it's people answering from the hip, answering out of emotion. I think if they really understood what that statement means, they wouldn't answer that way. And nor do I think if they had to do it, would they be able to go all the way through with it. I don't see that happening. I don't see people giving up their wine. I just don't buy it. So people have a huge issue with a couple of athletic problems that we have going on now. People have a huge issue with this Tim Tebow getting promoted thing, and uh, we'll help you, you know, wade through that next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansbury, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Yesterday's program, New Tour Tuesday, you can podcast it right there. Also, the show can always be heard via iHeartRadio. Make sure you have that down. Tim Tebow is one of the most polarizing people to hit the sports universe in quite a while. Kind of weird, too. I mean, for for a nation that's so, like, that where people always tell me how Christian it is, he seemed to get a lot of grief for being a Christian. I just don't understand, like, why. Like, I don't go, dude, pray until you're blue in the face. What, what difference does that make in my life? But people did. I mean, rah, Tim Tebow. And I guess on the other side of that, there were those defenders of Tebow who were just like, no, he's the greatest athlete of all time. And it's like, God, guys, let's just, you know, call it what it is. A dude who likes to pray and kind of selected football. <laughs> That's kind of where I've always been with him. Is that I, I just I hate when people get like, like Jeremy Lin. That was like another thing. Like people get Lin sanity, and I was like, guys, settle down. Well, like, but at least with that, it was like, yo, Asian basketball player. That's really good. We've never seen this before. Yeah, but white quarterback is kind of right, like white quarterback. Right. You're right. That's more run of the mill. That likes to pray. Okay. I didn't think about the Asian basketball player aspect of the Jeremy Lin thing. That's fair, but. I was very early on Tebow. 
coming out of college, I said, this will, this is an experiment that will not work. And people told me I was crazy and you're a hater and you just don't like religion and blah, blah, blah. And all those things are kind of true. But at the end of the day, I can still look at the screen and tell you that guy ain't got it. And that guy ain't got it. And he then moved to baseball and I had heard all the arguments and I had kind of said, you know, I mean, dude, if you're going to take up a roster spot for a guy who is legitimately should be there solely for like a media frenzy, I do feel bad for the person missing out on the opportunity. But at the end of the day, these aren't sports. It's a business. What do I always say about business? No matter what business you're in, you're in the business of making money. And sports, dude, hitting a ball and catching a ball is how they're making money. They're not in the baseball business. They're in the making money business. I've always said that about this industry. I'm not in the playing songs business. I'm in the making money business. Playing songs is how we do it. And Tim Tebow now, I guess, is being promoted. from. And I don't know the A's in baseball, which one is which, and I've never been able to keep it straight. And apparently, if I don't like baseball or if I don't understand everything in it, it makes me the biggest idiot alive. And uh, it's so funny for a sport full of dudes with tobacco in their lip, you sure do get high and mighty when people tell you it's boring on TV. It's very strange. The more A's it has, the closer you are to the pros. To the pros. So Triple okay. A is like the closest you can get. I can, I can never remember which way it went. So, all right. So he's being bumped from one level to another. Another, and people are freaking out because his numbers don't really warrant it. Like if you look at his numbers, he's not playing all that well. And so people are like, he's failing up and they have an issue with that. And I don't. They are in the business of selling tickets. Tim Tebow is going to sell tickets. So why, if it's not the professional club, am I supposed to get all hot and bothered about this? Why? Because one dude is missing out on an opportunity. It's one guy. He's not taking a team's worth of opportunity away. I mean, even if it was him bumping up into the majors, I don't see what my argument there is. If 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 someone on this, you know, if in the radio industry, if they can monetize somebody better than they can monetize you and I, I can disagree and say, no, our show's better. Our show, Stansberry Show, is the best show in the world. Yeah, but we make more money on this one, so why the hell do I care? The integrity of like the broadcast or the game isn't isn't what we're interested in. I, I, Business has never been interested in that, by right, the way. Ever. Right. You somebody, were sold that back before you knew everything and you bought it. I can make a better cheeseburger than McDonald's. I can make the best cheeseburger in America. Nobody effing cares, dude. Zero people care about that it's it's not it that's that's not what this is about as a guy who has said he's been an overblown athlete and that his personality and who he is as a person is is why he's popular and that his athletics are average at best and they are they're average at best I, i i'm not upset by this and i like i feel like i would like tim tebow as a person like i feel like if i met him and we and like and i spent an hour with him that i would walk away going all right we disagree on the god thing but i like him like, I like that guy, and I feel like his heart might be in the right place, and I feel like he's probably more authentic about this stuff than most. I still think he's aware of the brand-building aspect of it, and he's aware of the money it'll put in his pocket, but I think he's probably more authentic than most. And I, I like how, when it comes to negatives, we can say very much, like, ah, no, you're too much of a headache. Like, how many athletes over the past you know five years has it been like, no, I wouldn't want that guy in my locker room because it's going to be too much of a headache. So, therefore, it's not a question of, is he producing on the field? 
field or not. It's a question of is he is he you know going to be a good addition to this lineup or a good addition to this team or a distraction, right? Right. So now that we have something on the positive, it's like no, you can't do that. You can't do that. Well, why not? If you can if you can say if you can say no, I don't want Colin Kaepernick as my backup quarterback because he's going to be too much of a headache. Then why can't you say no? I do want Tim Tebow as my backup right fielder because he's such a positive there. If if you have it one way, I feel like you have to have it the other. Also, it's minor league baseball. Remember like two weeks ago we did a story about a minor league baseball team in Florida that was passing out free pregnancy tests? This is minor league baseball. The jumbo shrimps they were. Yeah, yeah, the the jumbo jumbo shrimps, right. And they were passing out free pregnancy tests to like get their thirsty Thursday like college crowd to come out and watch the games. Like that's the kind of promotion that happens in minor league baseball. So how is if that's okay and not I mean there was backlash on that, don't get me wrong, but if that's the kind of promotional angles that these teams are desperately trying to do to get you in the ballpark, how am I supposed to look at a minor league baseball team and go, "No, don't put Tim Tebow in a baseball uniform." And I obviously I don't know like the stats of minor league baseball and I'm not like, "Yo, dude, you know what? I'm going to tell you." Uh, but I mean, is he really unworthy of this bump is he really is it like dude yo you're the worst you're the worst double a baseball player in in the league and you're somehow or another getting this bump or is he just a run-of-the-mill guy where it's like well i don't understand why they're making that move but they're making that move he's hit for 220 average he posted a 311 on base percentage I mean, if I'm reading this article and trusting this from 538.com that these people know baseball more than I do because I just don't know the game as well. 538 is pretty reputable. Is, um, I mean, they're basically saying this is below average. Okay. This was what I'm walking away And with. I guess how many other below average guys have gotten bumped up for one reason or another? I'm sure there's a, a long list of them. So, like, I don't think this is a Tim Tebow exclusive problem, but for some reason or another, this guy has to carry the cross for it. Yeah, I mean, no matter what this guy does, people are going to hate him for it. I mean, that's part of being polarizing. I just always found it really strange that a nation where everybody's telling me, oh, we've lost God in the classroom wow. and that's where it all went wrong. And like for, for a nation full of people who t- talk to me about religion and talk to me about how like that's where this country's gone wrong, that he got so much hate. I, like I was surprised by that. Well, it's the war on Christmas essentially come to the yeah. sports world there. So, yeah, a little bit uh, you know, it's, 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 and there's plenty of people who, you know, it as well as anyone else, that there's plenty of people who are going to be like, oh, we need more God in the classroom and dude living the most godless life, you know, hammer drunk while they're telling it to you. Right, right. You know what I mean? Not that God doesn't want, you know what I mean? Would hate that you having a beer here and there, but it's like, you know, the irony in some of that stuff that happens. As a guy who's been totally negative on Tim Tebow as an athlete since he came out, I don't have a single problem with this. I understand the predicament that they're in. They need to make money. And you can talk to me about being below average all you want. You know what I think is below average? The Red Hot Chili Peppers. But they but they make the money for the radio station. So that's why you get Red Hot Chili Peppers. What you think is, you know, is underperforming might not always be. And they need them to put asses in seats. And Tebow will definitely do that. More Stansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. Dan Stansbury. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106 Show. On Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Fantone, uh, just during the break, found our least favorite motivational meme of the day. This is going to be a new bit we're going to do on the program, I think. 
Our least favorite motivational meme of the day. (laughs) All we do is like read Facebook timelines and laugh at this stuff every single day. Give me today's, buddy. Um, You have to remind yourself, you're allowed to cry, you're allowed to scream, but you're never allowed to give up. That's what I forgot that part. That's the part I'm not allowed to do. No, don't give up, Stansberry. From a nation of people going to the store in their sweatpants. (laughs) We're not allowed to give up. That's all we do is give up. Bunch of liars. Just one meme is needed. The person I was dating went down on my best friend. That's the meme. That's it. That's what they all mean. I believe in positive affirmations. I believe if you repeat things to yourself, that can become yes, reality. For I, sure. I, I, I buy into that, but you don't have to you don't have to like present it as Oh, look at what a good person I am. I'm the best person around. I'm going to share this. And, you know, we, you know what? We are just two fishbowls in a lost soul. And you know what? Oh. That's what we are. Dude, imagine if Chad Kroger sang that. Oh, Jesus, dude. Dude, the world would have ended. Now, look, I, this, like most things, I'm yelling at me, not you. Right. Because I have been guilty of this in the past, and I view it as a mistake. And so, like, that's why I'm like, all right, we'll pass the knowledge on. I don't think, like, I agree that positive reinforcement totally helps. I was guilty of that with the smoking. Like, every year on the date that I quit smoking, there will be a non-smoking post that I put out. Because, again, I feel like that wolf's at the door. But at least that's your thoughts and your feelings, and that's one thing. But to share, like, three sentences and then cross your arms and sit back and be like, boy, I just figured out the world's problems. Some of them are really bad. That's the issue there. I have no problem with you sharing your own, you know, feelings, thoughts, and stuff like that. But if you feel like you're profound because you saw a picture on the internet and it has text across it, and you're you're gonna change the world on that sunsets over oceans doesn't right. mean intelligence. No, <laughs> that, that doesn't automatically no. mean that. So, but I've been there. I mean, yeah, dude, dude, dude like, like, it was probably what two girlfriends ago. Like yeah. the one just ripped the heart yeah. right out of the chest. Danced all on top of it for like a decade. Right, danced on it and a pole too. I mean, it was <laughs> coming up next on the main oh, stage. Dude, you have no idea how much how much how difficult my life gets when you say those things. But she did. Like she just left and like and I remember I came home and the garage door opener and her key to the apartment were just sitting there on the end table like the world's worst dear John letter ever. And I just like, and I hated it. And I was ripped apart. I remember saying to my friend Allison, my heart just hurts. Like, I'm just mad. I'm just upset. And then, like, I don't know how I'm going to get, you know what I mean? And I had been guilty of this. But I realize now on the other side of it, that bitch was awful. And I'm way better off now. And so is she. And, and I don't have any ill will towards her. I want her to be happy. I want her to be, she's not, but I, but I want her to be happy. I don't have any ill will, but, like, that, that emotion, dude, you just, dude, button it up, man. You got to tighten your game up. Stands very you should never forget that you don't need anyone who doesn't need you. Oh my Marilyn god. Marilyn Monroe there. That's oh what Marilyn Monroe said. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. All right. Oh my god. <laughs> Why don't you just scream out of your bedroom window? I just got done being used. I don't have X's, I have Y's. Like why the hell did I date you? Come on, dude. Come on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I get the same reaction from that like when I see a man post horoscopes. Like when I see that, I'm like, "Bro, like you're a you're a man." Like, you know what I mean? Like I just I don't understand. I always anytime I see a guy with a horoscope on his profile, I'm like, "Yeah, your girlfriend hacked your account." 
You'd like to think. You'd like to think. But even that, dude, I, man or woman, you're an adult. What are you talking about with horoscopes, <laughs> man? Like, what, what? Are you really buying into that? And the thought of that, that the people around you that were born around you, like, okay, I was born January 2nd, that the people born on January 3rd, like, I have this great connection and them and I okay. share all these traits. What are you, what are you talking all about? All right, now see, but here's the thing on that. I do have something that flies in the face of you thinking that's crazy. And that's my friend Heather, who was just here uh, not that long ago, a couple of weeks ago. She was born the day after me. Same year, just the day after me. And we are. We're like kind of like two peas in a pod. Now, is that just maybe random? Yeah, I, I would. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, so you think it has nothing to do with the fact that we were born in, near the same part of the month? I think it's called a coincidence, right there. Yeah, no, I would I, think. I, I, I'm more inclined to believe that too. No, you know, when you consider the fact that everybody has a birthday and there's only 365 possible ones, dude. People born the day before you, the day He's after forgetting you. About leap year. Well, okay. There, the people <laughs> born with the people born the day before you or the day after you. Yeah, there's going to be some people who you're you're pretty you know you're you're comparable to, and then there's some people who are going to be the exact opposites of you, and they're going to be pieces. You know what I mean? Like, just because you're born on January 3rd, day after me, doesn't mean that, like, oh, man, we share this brotherhood. No, we don't. We have nothing. We have nothing in common. I don't even know. It's like, you know, we always talk about this with, like, these specialized dating sites. Right? Like, I'm a KISS fan. So just because, like, somebody else listens to KISS, we're going to be best friends? No. Exactly. Most likely, you're the kind of person who paints your face like Paul Stanley, and I'd hate you. People who make the <laughs> assumption of, like, oh, you smoke weed, and I smoke weed, therefore oh, we're best the friends. No. 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 Not at all, dude. dude. Not at all. Maybe I'll stand next to you because you are smoking weed, and I want to get high, And too. somebody has to hand it to me. But no, that doesn't make us, like, dude, you know what? We're, like, brothers of the bud. No, we're not. Shut up, dude. <laughs> oh, that. Oh, no, we're not, because I would never wear tie-dye or Birkenstocks. Go home and take a shower, you dirty-smelling hippie. You're the you're <laughs> what's standing in the way of the rest of us being able to smoke weed legally. Wash your goddamn pants, man. No, I got it. You're right. I hate those people, dude. Or like, you know, we want to talk to you about the names of weed, and now we're going to be best friends. <laughs> Our friends. The worst. You won't believe what you're able to find in a bathroom in a Walmart in Oklahoma. I'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansbury. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruitcakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106. Stansbury Show. On Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We'll have another pair of Hailstorm uh, tickets for you. That will happen tomorrow on the program. I hope that dude doesn't win them. James, yeah, his name is the dude James. That, that called it and complained. If he does, I mean, I'm not going to be like, no, James, sorry, you can't win these, but like, I, I hope he loses. He, uh, he reached back out to me. And he was like, some guy was complaining. He was thinking we were plotting against him, not letting him win. And he did reach back out. He was like, just so you know, man, I'm a good person. I don't hold a grudge, and I don't think you're dirty. Because I am, like, so many messages went back and forth on Twitter where I said, dude, look, at first this was kind of funny, but what you're accusing me of is actually an industry no-no. And it's like, dude, I've seen dudes fired for way less. I'm no longer laughing about this now. You know what I mean? And then I think he realized, like, oh, okay, like, this isn't what's we're going on. And, like, you know. See that movie game show where, like, that whole. Quiz show. Yeah, quiz show. Yeah, that's one of my favorite movies ever. I love that movie. You are talking about the one from, like, the 50s where, mm-hmm. like, yeah, where they rigged 21. Yeah, that was, uh, mm-hmm. I love that. Anytime that movie's on TV, I'm watching it. Stansberry and I are not smart enough to come up with this, like, oh, dude, we're going to screw over the system. We're going to make all this money. <laughs> like, no, dude, here's your hailstorm tickets. Let's all move on with our lives. Yeah, you're right, guys. I conspired. <laughs> with who? With what? I mean, dude, God. if there was an evil plot... 
I don't think Rock 1069 is where I land. We, we, <laughs> you know what I mean? We as a radio station can't even plot to get hand soap for the poor guy. How on earth are we going to plot this like great scheme out of of, 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 black, of black market hailstorm tickets? What? I, what? I brought my own coffee machine into the building this morning and I forgot the carafe at home. But, uh, but I got a mastermind plan to rob you of like hailstorm and seether tickets. Come on, guys. No. It only benefits me for me to give them to you. Yeah. Because that's what makes you go, oh, that guy's cool. He gave me these. Right. Why do you think we do it? Like, that's why we do it. It's bribery. It's, it's why radio stations have been giving things away since the moment they hit the airwaves. That's why. It's Shh. to make you go, those guys are cool. Don't tell Pandora. Do not give them that industry secret, dude. That's ours. Uh, yeah, dude. I got to tell you, when they do figure that out, that's going to be a little bit of a problem. It's not going to be a problem. Nah, <laughs> dude. I heard radio is that much better. It is that much better. That's how we keep the black SUVs away. <laughs> dude, let me tell you, I do the amount of emails I take from the boss man saying, dude, he does not like when we do that. But you know what? He does a bunch of stuff I don't like either. So uh, we're going to have to be even on that one. Police in Oklahoma are investigating now after a woman's body was found in the Walmart bathroom. Um, she had been there three days. They went back and looked at the security footage. 6 p.m. Friday, she walked in there, and I believe they found her on Sunday. And uh, the woman, 29-year-old Catherine Carraway, uh, they say her death does not appear to be suspicious, adding that she may have actually had a health condition, and that's what did it. Okay. So what had happened was is she had like went into the bathroom, locked the door. Okay. An employee like yanked on the door, didn't open, so they put the out-of-order sign on it and then walked away from it. And you know how this works. Anywhere you work, like if you walked into your break room today at your office and the coffee machine said out-of-order... You're just going to go, oh, yeah, that sucks, doesn't work, and walk yeah. away from it. You're not going to tell anybody else. You're, not gonna, you're just going to go about your day. And I bet that that's what happened with the bathroom. But why would you put the out-of-order sign on it before even in, like investigating as, like, is somebody in there? Or, like, what's happening? Or Right. Why right. does locked bathroom door make you think broken? Right. I mean, why wouldn't you think? Occupied a, would be my first instance. There's a million other places you could go with that. And, okay, like, you put, you, you, you saw there was a problem and you put an out-of-order sign up on it. Well, you're going to go talk to your manager and say, yo, dude, the third stall in the men's room or the women's room or whatever, <laughs> it's, right. it's, it's broken. You know, toilet won't stop running or whatever the case is there. And then the manager of Walmart, you know, would call, you know, hey, John's plumber service. Hey, you got to get out here and fix this third bathroom. They were just going to let that. The bathroom was just shut down for three days. Three days. Yeah, that doesn't add up to me at all. I mean, I don't know the layout of a typical Walmart store if there's more than one bathroom and or, or if there's an yeah. employee-only bathroom situation. Yeah, I mean, the Walmart on Tusk, I would feel is just as average as a Walmart sure. as any other one. Anywhere else? There's bathrooms up front. Like, oh, is there? Yeah, there's bathrooms up front. And then always in the back where they sell tires. And then away in the back where they sell tires. And then I think way by like the layaway system. So, I mean, oh, dude, so there's three sets. There are huge, huge, huge buildings. You're not just, I didn't know that. You're not just going to have three toilets and be like, oh, dude, everyone who has to poop is going to be able to go here. Like, no, you got to have multiple. Bro. <laughs> like, dude, imagine how bad the day is when you're like, yeah. This is where I'm going to dump out. Dude, just walking around the mart. I don't know what else you're supposed to do. Dude, you get those bubble guts going. What else are you going to do? You can leave all your Walmart stuff right I there? I am not a fan of, of, I'm not a fan of the defecating outside places. I don't know if I'd call myself a fan of it, but I mean, I'd, I'd say I'm experienced in it. If I got to poop, I'm going to go poop. I'm not a fan. I, I will literally go out of my way to get back to the homestead or like a place like, again, like we have access to this building 24 hours a day. So like if I'm like if I definitely if I, like let's say I was up in the shopping center up there on the hill there, right? Right? 
over by the movie theater, if I'm in any one of those places and I feel like, oh, God, oh, 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 no, I'm telling you right now, I'm getting in the car and I'm coming here. You're coming here. For sure. Even during, like, the business day? Oh, yeah. It's 1 o'clock in the afternoon on a Tuesday. Stansbury's got a crap. You're just going to come back into the radio station and go crap and then yeah. walk out? Aren't people, like, looking at you like, yo, what are you doing here? Crapping's one of them. <laughs> just, I'm just here to take a dump. <laughs> Honestly, depending on who asked me, that would be my answer, too. You know what I mean? What am I going to do? Make the people that work here like me less? Right. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, we're, we're already pretty high on the hatred meter. You know what I mean? Which is a little head scratching to me, too. I, I have to assume that when this woman went into this stall and died for whatever reason, she didn't like pull her legs up, right? She didn't like do that. She, she had her legs on the ground. You as the employee didn't look underneath to see, oh, hey, there's legs there. Nobody saw that. I feel like there's got to be something else to this story. I think you're. Yes. I think most people. Yes, you're right. Would see that. But again, man, some people just go through their workday and they're just so tunnel vision. Just like, oh, they didn't even think about it. Once a day minimum, Walmart bathrooms are cleaned. I can guarantee you that. I think every hour they're supposed to. There's that little sign on the door that says like bathroom license. And then by. some idiot takes the dry erase marker and just <laughs> moves that six, turns just, it into a nine. Yeah, we just did it. Just drawing dongs all over it. But, oh. but, but, but once an hour, I think is what's supposed to happen. At least somebody ran a mop through there. And when you're running the mop through there, you're you're gonna look. I, I, you're gonna look at the ground. I, I feel like there had to have been something else to this story. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I um. I don't know. I, I I'll tell you the the most interesting about the thing about this story for me was, and this is crazy that this is news now, that the circumstances of her death are not considered to be suspicious. That it may have been just a health condition. Right. Like as soon as I heard the headline yesterday, woman dies in Walmart bathroom. I went heroin. Od. Yeah. That's for the sure. first thing. I, which by the way. I read this. I don't know if this number is accurate or not, but I read this number yesterday that they say 500,000 people in America will die due to the heroin epidemic within the next decade. Wow. 500,000 mm-hmm. within the next 10 years. So that's 50,000 per. I, I remember it was like a week ago. I read something about how this year there will be more heroin related and opioid related deaths than if you combined Afghanistan, Iraq and Vietnam all together. Yeah. More dead, all those wars, more dead bodies from from heroin Com- versus those those those, those conflicts. Wars. Yeah. Whoa, run that by me one more time. You take the deaths from, I, I can't remember if it was Vietnam or Korea, but it was either Vietnam or Korea, Afghanistan, and Iraq, and you take all of the people who have lost their the lives, tolls. the Americans who have lost their lives, you put those all together, we'll lose more people from heroin this year alone. Ugh. Did you see now Summit County yep. brought down, uh, we already had one here in Stark County, but Summit County brought down a mobile like morgue trailer for the holiday weekend. Like They're already planning on it. Dude, I mean, which I mean, get out in front of it. I understand it. Like when you're a bar owner and you've got Fourth of July coming up, you're like, dude, we better stock up on those Budweisers. We better stock up on this. And now it's like, dude, we as a community have to stock up on somewhere to keep the dead bodies. That's awful, dude. Absolutely awful. Yeah, I mean, at some point, some uh, we're gonna have to do something. I also saw this where cops are saying now that um, with the heroin thing, like I guess there's a there's like a gang war that's coming. 
going to happen, and sheriffs oh, yeah. are warning people about the the gangs are starting to like spike the heroin. It's yep. called hot shots, is what that's what that called, and it's intended to kill people. And they're saying they're trying to trip up e- each other's gang members with this, right? I mean, and I think it's like, well, snitches, people who are telling on them or whatever. Yeah, all you have to do is is, and that's the thing. And with, people getting high on their own supply. Yeah, and, and that's the thing with like heroin is that like people. I mean, you don't know necessarily how much THC is in the bag of weed you just bought, but you have no way of knowing like what heroin you're getting yourself into. None. And if you as, you know, a user and let's say your girlfriend or roommate or whatever uses as well and they're getting from a different supplier and you're like, oh, hey, we'll blast off together and you use theirs, dude. If your body's not accustomed to that, dude, boom, dead. Like I had a buddy who was who was severely addicted to this stuff. Severely. He was primarily a pill user, but when he couldn't get those, he would buy heroin. Well, welcome to the life, right? Welcome to the life, right. right. And what he and and again, this is the drug addict mentality. Is what he would always say is he never worried about taking pills because he knew it. He's like, it's regulated. He's like, I know exactly what's in that pill. As long as I stay in bounds, I should be fine. He's like, that tells you exactly how many milligrams are in that. He's like, once you start going to the street and buying stuff, you don't know. And I and I remember walking away from that conversation going, dude, the justification in that kind of statement of why it's okay that you take an eighty milligram oxycotton and crush it down and snort it was crazy. Like I, I was just I remember like walking away from that going, he buys that. Like he believes that. Like that's to me that's insane. But when I heard, yeah, I think it was like five hundred thousand people over the next decade they claim could be we could lose Jesus, dude. due to the heroin epidemic. I mean, there's no other word for it at that point. It's you're at epidemic level. I don't know. It's, Pretty damn terrifying, if you ask me. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. You hang on. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Sorry, I swallowed a little coffee there. A little little wrong tube action there. All right, buddy. Take a minute if you need it. I almost thought I was going to see Elizabeth there for a minute. It was clutching the chest. (laughs) About to die. You know, my dad used to say to me all the time, Daniel, you get what you pay for. And, um... And I believe that there's probably some sound science in that. Yeah, right? most cases, yeah. And the Consumer Product Safety Commission has issued a recall for TNT fireworks, obviously, as 4th of July right around the corner, after three people had uh, reported some burn injuries. And the TNT fireworks that are under recall are the red, white, and blue smoke fireworks. I cannot believe they're not called red, white, and boom, but carry on. <laughs> Right. Fair. (laughs) The red, white, and boom. Fair. Officials say they uh, can unexpectedly explode after being lit. They were sold between May and June of this year at Walmart, Target, Kroger, Meyer, and uh, all of these. uh, They were were stores in Ohio, Vermont, Wisconsin, Illinois, multiple states there. Okay. And uh, here's where the get what you pay for part comes into. The recalls were for fireworks that cost around $5. Now, Maybe again, I'm a pessimist, but I would be fearful of lighting something on fire that cost me five dollars. Yeah, I understand that, you know, hey, you're having a little backyard barbecue on the 4th of July. You want to set off some fireworks for the kiddos. Totally get it. Um, but And you should. But $5 fireworks. I, yes, I, 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 I'm it not freaks necessarily me out. shocked there. It, it freaks me out. Like, like, you do get what you pay for sometimes. And so, like, I would be worried that, that yes, yeah, something that I'm supposed to light. Now, again, there's smoke or whatever, but, like, then it's something that I'm supposed to light on fire for, 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 like, a visual effect, I would be worried that a $5 version of it would be defective from the get-go. Like, I would be thinking about that. 
And I hate to break this to you, backyard firework enthusiasts. Oh, here we go. Well, like, dude, your kids are going to be bored. They, they they went and saw, like, the real fireworks and like, oh, dude, that's so awesome. Even that's kind of like, all right. But, like, if you think that you're going to go spend, like, 60 bucks and it's going to be like, dude, I'm going to be the fireworks master of my backyard. Your kids are going to sit there and play with the sparkler for a minute. And they're going to be they're going to be bored. They you are. think so? Yeah, dude. I mean, what is this firework? What is this five dollar firework do for you? I think, like I said, there it's. It's called, I think it's just like the things that smoke. It, yeah, these were like blue smoke, white Stupid. smoke, red ammo smoke. And so you let them all on fire. It's like red, white, and blue, yeah. but they were like exploding in people's hands. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, the smoke thing was always stupid. I'm not a real big uh, backyard fireworks. I mean, I guess bottle rockets are okay because like they're shooting and they're exploding and that's worth something. But if if it's like getting off the ground, I always thought it was dumb. I almost went blind over a, a bottle rocket once. What happened there? So like me and my buddy Jim. We're, uh, we were, this is years and years and years ago now, but like we were hellions that would like, I would hope so, dude. I hope this wasn't like, no, last year I almost went blind doing this. <laughs> no. So me and my buddy were like, you know, uh, we were, he was big into the firework thing. Like uh, he would go down to like Kentucky, like, and get them and like do that whole cross state lines there. Well, it was like illegal for like the longest time to sell that kind of stuff in Ohio. Like, you know, a certain type of fireworks. And he, like I said, he was all into it. And so then one day, like we had a bunch of bottle rockets and we were lighting them in the car. And then like drop, go, driving slow down the street, lighting yeah. them in the car, and then dropping them on the ground, and like racing them in the car like an idiot, like 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 two teenage idiot boys. And so sure enough, I light one, and it like we start taking off, and it takes off, and it like hit something in the road apparently, and it came back into the car, and then hit the windshield right in front of me, and like exploded right there. And I was like, and I, and I tried to act all tough in front of my friend, but secretly inside I was like a puss. And I wanted to- <laughs> it's no big deal, dude. I don't need an eyeball. I wanted to cry like so bad. I was like, Jesus Christ, am I ever going to be able to see again? We used to break off like the like the stick part of it. Yeah. And we would all stand around in a circle like at a baseball field and we would light like 10 of them and throw them in the middle. Like everyone would light one and throw them in the middle and then they would all just shoot different directions. And for some reason or another, like nobody ever lost anything. But like, why Why did, Why on earth, first of all, as a 15 year old, did I have like, you know, explosives available to me? But why did I think that was a good idea, dude? Who knows? It was not a good idea. Terrible idea. It was not a good idea. Yeah, we actually my my buddy the same buddy my buddy Jim who his dad owned a gas station in Solon, all right, and that's where we all worked when we were teenagers because one buddy's dad owned a business and we were like all right well we all need teenage jobs let's go do this right, and so we all worked there, and I for the life of me can't remember what they're called, but you light them on fire and they spin around and there's like three different colors in them and they yeah. they whiz up and like sometimes they raise yeah. up in the air and we were actually lighting those and throwing them in the parking lot of the gas station which is so stupid so dumb and so then my buddy's like hey, you know what before we burn the gas station down he's like let's not do this you know what it'll be awesome we'll light them we'll throw them in the dumpster and they'll whiz around oh, in yeah, there it's gonna be awesome and that's gonna be awesome right so we threw them in there not realizing that there was like old cardboard in the dumpster that we didn't see. And we were lighting them and throwing them in, and sure enough, they're knocking off the walls inside the dumpster. It looked all cool. And then one kind of like hit, and then like it, it got like, I don't know, some of the cardboard in, in the. And the dumpster on fire, and then bef- so we run into the gas station. So this wasn't an empty dumpster. This no, is, dude, come no. on, guys. Drugs, man. Drugs and <laughs> teens. You're making bad decisions. And so we go into the gas station to get like buckets of water to like put it out in the dumpster. We come back and like we had caught the awning on fire, and luckily we got it all. Like I mean, it was like three o'clock in the morning, and it's on the outskirts of Solon. So luckily we got it all. Like you know. 
done and over with before anybody found out we didn't get arrested or anything. Because, dude, I'm, I'm guessing today, like, if you did that today, my guess is you're going to be in jail for quite a while. Oh, yeah, dude. I can remember we had quarter sticks, like M80s. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, we went on a tear with those blowing up porta potties, blowing up, like, anything that really we, would, we could be like, all right, well, this is going to explode. And I guess maybe it was just the 90s and it was a different era and it was like, ah, no, you guys will be fine. Oh, but. dude, we, you totally, I grew up in the heart of it and you were at the tail end of the boys will be boys era. Like, that's not the way it is anymore. No, certainly not. And probably rightfully so, dude. You don't need to be walking around with quarter sticks of dynamite at 15 blowing things up. It's not a good idea. Shoving them in toilets. <laughs> it's not a good idea, dude. Yeah, dude, it's people's bad. mailboxes, the whole bit. No, God, yeah. Yeah, this guy writing in says Roman Candle Wars. Remember those? Yeah. 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 Remember two kids just standing there, 10 feet apart, <laughs> lighting things on fire and shooting them at one another. And your parents would sit in the backyard, drink Miller Lite, and be like, yeah, it's totally normal. Dude, the 80s was awesome, dude. No wonder everybody likes Stranger Things. The 80s was the best decade ever. We'll close out the program. That will happen next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show, Rock 106.9. If you missed anything this morning, you can podcast it at WRQK.com. Just about done with today's program. Hard to believe. Got big plans this afternoon? Uh, do I have big plans this afternoon? You're going to Uber? Oh, yeah, I'll probably get out there and Uber, do that thing. Nice. Hopefully the chick that uh, that's eating booties like groceries, maybe she'll need another ride, dude. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, just to revisit that part of the conversation, I'm going to make it podcast. That was early this morning. <laughs> how the show opened up. And, uh, dude, I got to tell you, it put a pit in my stomach all morning. I'm not, we're not, we will not be rehashing. All right. You what about you? You got, you got plans? You got anything? What's the story? Going right, on so the court, I, got, huh? I got wrangled in. Let me see if I can find this email. I got wrangled into doing something that I do did I do not want to do today. Okay. I'll be honest with you. And a friend of mine who I used to work with, her name's Kelly, and she was my sales manager at a previous radio station. And she has since gotten out of the business now, and she works at GV Artwork. Smart woman. Yeah. And she asked me if I have heard this story um, of this guy out of Maslin, Zion Shaver. All right. Well, Tiger Town action there. I like it. Um, he apparently is an 88-pound high school senior born without legs. Jeez. Um, but And he was wrestling. Okay. He's like a wrestler. He like he's he's one of these amazing stories that you hear about where people are born with like real problems in their way and yet they still accomplish all these great things while the rest of us just bitch and moan. I'm surprised that's not a bigger story locally. I mean, I don't know if it's ever had the spotlight on it, but I'm surprised I kind of didn't know about that. But, uh, okay. ESPN.com kind of featured it. Okay. Cleveland.com did something on him and this and that. And so apparently like he needs to go to co- like he's been accepted to college or whatever, but yeah, I guess him. he can't get his transcripts or something because of money. Money is like a, a monetary thing that's, I don't know if there's fine. I, I don't know what this, that, that's the whole point of why I'm going today is I don't really know the whole story. And um, he's thinking about doing a crowdsourcing thing to raise the $1,200 to get his transcripts okay. uh, released. So her knowing that I live down here and like she works for one of those t-shirt companies, GV Artwork, and I think they're going to do something with him. And she's like, hey, he's thinking about doing a crowdsourcing thing. Would you be willing to help me get behind this? And I said, you know, I get asked to get involved in this kind of stuff a lot. And I said, and so like, I don't feel comfortable doing it unless I vet it. If we go, like if I vet it, 
and I feel like it's something that I can that I can put my name next to, I will absolutely go in there and talk about this, and I will absolutely try to help this this guy. Kid, I don't know how old he is, okay. I, but I, I will definitely try to do that if I feel like this is something that I can vet and I can walk away feeling happy about doing and stand and put my name next to. We will absolutely do it. So I'm going to meet with him this afternoon. And uh, she's picking me up, and we're gonna go. We're gonna go meet him together. We're gonna like kind of like talk to him about his story, figure this out. And uh, if this, if I end up finding out that I feel like this is totally credible, which dude, if it's in ESPN.com and Cleveland yeah. Magazine, my guess is it probably is. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, it's gonna be pretty easy to confirm, you know, with the details of this case here. So, so I'm meeting with him this afternoon, right. uh, you know, to find out whether or not that can. Um, whether or not this is something we should be getting involved with. But I, 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 reading a little bit of it here as I am right now, I feel like it probably is. Yeah, so I, I was, I was going to say. I mean, it was I'll the entire town this afternoon. Okay, all right. You're heading out there, and, and, and you'll, you'll, you'll come back with a report tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Um, dude, I'm looking at the photos of this. Yeah. I mean, it's... I mean, it's intense. I mean, yeah, there he is wrestling. No legs. I mean, God. I mean, when you think about the, the fact that people can do that while we complain about what having to wait thir- an extra 30 seconds in a store or the, the, like your phone didn't work right away or all this stuff like it just shows like it just shows how selfish and self-centered a lot of us can be and uh, and me more than a lot of people to be honest with you and so like that's another reason why I wanted to do this is kind of like you know what I mean to remind myself what's really important and uh, if, if it's if it's money that's standing in the way of him going and furthering his education and getting his transcripts, and I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm willing to bet we could find a way to raise this kid at twelve hundred dollars. So yeah, I'm going to meet with him this afternoon. That's what I'm doing. Um, and uh, and I'm actually happy about it. There's a little bit of me that's like, damn, it's gonna be pretty nice this afternoon. Probably want to play golf, but you know what I mean. I'm so, again, that's selfish. And and and, and I do, and I get to do that more than enough. So that that's how I'm going to spend my afternoon this this afternoon. So. I'll let you know tomorrow morning. Full report. Whether I or not how to uh, how to donate to the cause there. Okay. We'll let you know tomorrow. Aside from that, we are done for the day. We will be back at it live. That will happen tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106. Now you guys have an awesome afternoon. See you.